All right, hey everybody, uh, this is Paul. Oh, this is John. And this is the Mad Men Recap Show. Uh, we are on episode 12, John. It's called the I can't Gypsy. Believe it. I can't believe her. I can't believe it either. It's called the Gypsy and the Hobo. Uh, this op- episode, uh, Roger douses an old flame. Joan gets her rage on, and Don opens his box for Betty. <laughs> and I, you know, I think the episode it really takes off from from last episode. Uh, the first scene is Betty packing bags, and so I don't know about you, but I was thinking to myself. Is she leaving? I thought you the know, same is, thing, man. Is you know, is this it? And and it's a it's a great little tease it because is. all it is is her and the kids going to um, going to Philadelphia, where she's from, uh, for you know apparently for a week. Well, and I thought it was they were going up to visit her brother uh, and to possibly sell her father's home. Well, well, just to kind of I guess figure that out, meet yeah. with the lawyer. Yeah. Indeed. But, uh, you know, it, it, and it's a great, again, so you get a little curveball there. Is she leaving? No, she's not leaving. And Don is there. And, uh, you know, she's getting ready to go. And she says, I only have a couple dollars. You know, can I have some money? And Don, you know, reasonably says, well, just swing by the bank. There should be plenty in your account. And, and we know that Betty has seen the hoard. The hoard. That is Don's, that is Don's uh, stash of cash. In his desk drawer. And what and is so Don, she, what is Don keeping all that cash for? Are the Russians coming, Don? What what's what's going on? Well, I think I think part of that is uh, one, probably a couple fold. One, I think it harkens back to his his days growing up. You know, his how poor he was. Yeah. Um, that was that was the Great Depression. Indeed. You know. So I think a lot of people kind of got that herd, not the horde mentality. Yeah. Um, and then secondly. You know, Don has had some huge purchases for non-family members, namely a house for his not-really-ex-wife and a car for his first mistress back in episode, or season one. So, you know, he's, he's got some, uh, some pricey things that he's gotten in the past, and he may use this for, you know, just such a venture in the future. This is true. So then uh, we leave uh, the home, and uh, we go straight to the office, where the first scene is um, Roger and Don meeting uh, Cooper in uh, in his office with a client, a client that uh, Roger Roger certainly knows. He has a, some familiarity with her, and we don't know exactly why when we meet them. Uh, the woman's name is Annabelle Mathis. She's the president of a dog food company that apparently has fallen under scrutiny. From I forget the movie. Uh, I guess there was a movie that that made some uh, made some comments about this dog food company. Now here's and so the thing. she wants. I've got I've got I've got two things to say about this woman. Number one, what else has she been in? She just looks really familiar to me. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. And then number two, it, uh, to, to say that Roger knows her is uh, is misleading because he is stunned to see to see her. And uh, a bit, uh, a bit excited to see her. Yeah, indeed, and it kind of piques your interest because you're like, who is this person? Why is she? Why does why does she have this effect on him? And it, they make they make known in that meeting that uh, that uh, they used to have um, this woman's business. Uh, her father ran the company before she did, 
Um, and then her and her husband ran the company. I'm guessing more so her husband. Right. Uh, we learned that her husband has died. And now she is, uh, she is running the place. And she's come back to Sterling Cooper uh, to see what they can do for her, uh, kind of cleaning up this whole horse meat uh, situation. Right. Her, and, and she makes it known that, you know, it's not just Sterling Cooper. She, this is a goal of hers to get this done. So she's going all along Madison Avenue. Yes. Trying to get this done. And so that's all that was said. Don says, you know, he understands. Don't change the name. Don't change the product. And then Roger walks her out and is like, you know, really, what, what are you doing? So we get an idea that there's even more between them uh, than first met the eye. And she's just being very playful with him. Uh, thinks it's all fun, saying she wanted to catch up and reminisce, and um, uh, kind of goads him almost into having dinner with her, saying that his wife would be too jealous to let him. Right. Dares him. I dare you to have dinner with me. Pretty much. It yeah. really was. It was. I, I don't know. I, I And I know we mentioned this before the episode that uh, the, the, the whole thing just seems really contrived. Um just the, this whole storyline with her and him, it, it didn't seem uh, real genuine. Um, almost like the uh, the writers were saying, hey, let's get Roger more screen time because everything he says is witty and funny and the that's only, great. The only, the only thing I can kind of see, though, with this uh, storyline is that, I mean, we all, in, uh, including the viewer and everyone uh, you know on the show or in the show, uh, kind of sees Roger's married to this young... Um, this young woman being ridiculous, you know, I mean, obviously there's a generation gap. Uh, they won't, they won't and don't have anything in common. And I think bringing back this woman in this character, uh, is maybe, is maybe starting to open the door on that for him. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just, just the fact, the fact that his marriage is set up to fail in a way. Because no, no. this woman is so young and she's an idiot, and no. I mean, it's clearly it was clearly just, uh, uh, just you know, a reaction to him being unhappy with his own life and feeling that she's old and stodgy, and here is this young, exciting, carefree girl. And no. I think there, I think, I think where it's going is that as as they're married longer, he may see that. You know, there's less to love about her and more to love about someone that he can uh, connect with. I couldn't disagree more. Why do you say that? Uh, this is why I say that. I think what they're going for with this storyline, aside from getting Roger more screen time, is to just bring about the concept of, you know, having an old flame, having the one that you met and, you know, maybe regret not being with. And I think that's a very ubiquitous experience for many people, you know, whether it's high school, college. Or after, you know, you had a, a relationship with somebody that didn't work out for some reason or another. Is there something? Think, is there something we need to talk about off air, John? Um, regarding <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but you know, I think that's you know that happens to, to a lot of people, whether it's you know puppy love or, or, or whatnot. And I think that's the angle they're going for, and, and actually quite the opposite from what you said. I think Roger makes an excellent point in the episode that. You know, he found somebody that's not hung up, uh, you know, on, on little things in life. You know, somebody that's just very free and relaxed, and that's what he wants. You know, he got tired of 
of uh, and you've seen you've seen his wife's character. She's an idiot. No, well, but so was so was his first wife. Mona wasn't an idiot. You don't think so? Not to the not to the extent that a twenty-two-year-old girl is going to be. That's probably true. Anyway, movie, and I'm sorry for all our twenty-two-year-old girl listeners out there. Um, I don't think you're an idiot. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, so then, in the next scene, we see Don making his way over to teacher's house again. Yeah, and and she's making up dinner. You know, she's she very. It's very creepy how she plays the role of the little wife in this in this episode. Yeah. You know, uh, unpacking the groceries there, talking about the dinner she's making. Um, you know, talking about this great place in Little Italy that she'd like to take him. Uh, you and know, really, it, for the first time, showing some uh, frustration of them not being together. She talks to him about how, you know, he's unhappy and they should be together. And when he, I feel like when he doesn't come back with that, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're so right, baby. You're so right. She gets upset. And she's like, well, I'm going to make dinner. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm going to go lay down. All right. And then she, she comes to him later saying that she is upset um, and that she's, you know, coming to grips with it. Uh, and it and it is what it is. Well, it's stupid is what it is. It is. It is. Uh, so then in the next scene, luckily, we get away from her, and we get uh, we get to see Joan again. Which is great. You know, I mean, Joan, and it, I thought it was great earlier on when Joan and, and Roger were kind of together, because those, those were probably the two most popular characters. Yeah. You know, and now they're not, and, and Joan has left, and I think there's been a little bit of a void uh, missing that kind of personality. Well, so missing, it was Joan, great. missing Joan in the office, I mean, she was the Don Draper of the secretaries. I mean, she was just, she was tough, she knew what she was doing, and she was uh, well put together, just like Absolutely. Don is with um, the creative staff. Absolutely. Uh, so, anyway, we see Joan at home with, honestly, her good-for-nothing husband. Good-for-nothing husband. What, what a douche. Seriously. And they're going over questions uh, for his interview to... For psychiatry. Uh, for Which I, I, I think I was... I don't know who I was... I, th- I was probably talking about this with Kate. Why would you jump from surgery to uh, psychology, John? No, no, not... I mean, at, at this point in time, and I'm not sure, but the difference between psychiatry and psychology was probably very little, as opposed to today, mm-hmm. where it's a huge difference. Okay. Um, the, you know... I really don't think he had a reason. I think in this scene, we're still seeing a guy that's shell-shocked from not getting what he wanted, and I think that you know really boils over later on in the episode. Um, you know, I really think he just wanted to pick something uh, in the medical field, and, and that's what you know that he threw a dart at a dartboard. And that's there what are I'm closer thinking. things to what you've been working on than psychology. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is just crazy. Um, it was just maybe why he's doing it. Um, but yeah, so so they're they're doing uh, an interview, practice interview, and he reveals something about his dad having a nervous breakdown. Um, blah blah blah. And he's still wholly unlikable. Yeah. Uh, so then it goes to that scene where uh, where Don and uh, the teacher talk about how her expectations. Blah blah blah. Right. And then we shoot back to Joan uh, calling Roger. Uh, to see if she could pick up a little work uh, here or there, if he knows anybody. That was that was a kind of a fun interchange, you know. Yes. And I, I liked how Roger said, you know, he was happy he called her. It's, it's, you know, you like to be on certain people's minds. 
Um, so that was nice. That was that was sweet. And of course, she was still sharp and sassy throughout the entire phone call, which is why Joan is so, so, so lovely. So yeah, very likable. Yeah, indeed. Um, and then and then after that, uh, heads out heads out to Philadelphia, where um, honestly, Betty's Betty's brother's a huge dick too. Oh my God, I love that kid. He's such an idiot. <laughs> he acts he acts like he's fifteen. Like he's a complete knob. <laughs> He's just, he's just, he's just an idiot. And the, the best part is, so they're talking about um, how they're gonna uh, want to sell the house, and uh, the 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 brother wants Betty to sell him her half. And I, I no, I don't quite get this. Does Betty not want to, or does I don't, I don't. I no, I think Betty just wants to. Betty wants to get a, a good idea of what the house, is you know, worth. is worth. And I, I don't think that the brother really wants to. I mean, he pretty much wants her to give it to him or yeah. or or sell it to him for the price that it was when it was built or you know originally. Yeah. Which is be ridiculous. Because he throws that little fit because the lawyer comes in and you know he says that it was meant to either be sold for the highest value or for somebody to buy it from you know buy out the other ha- person. Yeah. And the brother's like, oh well, you know, then I. Uh, then I guess he actually gave it to Betty because he knew I didn't have any money. You know, like, just dumb. Yeah, it is. And uh, so uh, Betty takes this opportunity to, um, uh, the brother leaves the room and he takes the opportunity uh, to ask the lawyer um, what she should do about uh, her situation with Don. And the, the lawyer's like, well, are you going to divorce him? And she's like, I don't know. And he's he, 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 he kind of uh, does the whole... Yeah, uh, listen. You just got to be a good wife about this kind of speech. Although he said that, like legally, it would be almost impossible for her to divorce him. This is also true because the proof she would have to prove adultery in a court of law. Which I mean, honestly, and even if follow even if the guy for a half an hour, right, right, yeah, take a couple pictures. <laughs> but uh, but then even if that happened, he he still gets everything. He does. Which is crazy. Including the kids. Yes. Which I don't think she would mind. Well, you're right. Keep you're them. right. Well, except for little for little baby Gene. <laughs> and his and, fairies. And his fairies. And his little That's fairies right. that do things for him. Maybe right. those fairies could follow Don and take some pictures. Yeah. But you know, it it seemed like this was a you know, this was very much a advice of the times. Yes, you know? indeed. Indeed. It's the it's the sixties. You're a woman. This is what it is. Grin and bear it. He's not beating you. Yes, you're right. not. You're not starving. That's right. He's got. He's got Take. the money. Yeah, he's got the money. Uh, so from there, uh, we move on to uh, Roger's dinner. Yeah, with his old flame, which John could care less about, and I still think I'm right about my uh, opinion. That's good. You yeah. want to be strong with your opinions. I'm holding even on when, to it, John. Even when they're wrong. I'm not going to let you push me around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so pre- pretty much the long and short of this is uh, they reveal why um, uh, he has that reaction to her where he first meets her. They, they're obviously an old flame. Uh, they, they were together. And how does it go, John? Did, did he? No, she broke up with him, right? Because he was adrift. Well, it sounds like it was World War II. Okay. They were in Europe together. Okay. And he was he was adrift. Um, 
I think it's World War Two because how, how old do you think Roger is? Fifty. Mm-hmm. So if I'd he say was so. fifty, um, yeah, it was it was probably World War Two, um, and they were together. But he was still, you know, like she said, he wanted to be a character. He was a boxer. He was just roaming around, and you know, apparently she wanted to settle down. Right, but and then he goes off to war, and when when he comes back. Like she's not ready to settle down anymore, and then he has in like, and he's grown up from being mm-hmm. in war. And he gets right. a job and he starts his life. Right, and he, he marries Mona. They have a kid. Right, right. But uh, you know, and so anyways, they have that little discussion, and then they finish dinner. The two of them drank a bottle of wine and plus some more alcohol. They're a little loopy. She just throws herself at him. Pretty throws much. herself, John. Throws I mean, herself. Yeah. Pretty much just saying that, you know, she's going to take him back to her room and, and have her way. and Give him a little rough around. Yeah, and, and, you know, to his credit, he really stands his ground despite which I, his... Which I couldn't believe, because honestly, for his wife... Ugh, I'm sorry, I don't like her. Which one, the wife? Yeah, Roger's oh, yeah. wife. No, I don't know. I, I think that's the point, though. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's atypical, but it works for him. Fair enough. But anyways, he turns her down flat. He does. And, and she leaves. And, uh, you know, and, and, and she walks out, and he's just kind of left there. Uh, but he handled it as well as you could, I think. I think he turned her down. You know, he, was, he, didn't, he wasn't mean to her. He just said, no. Yeah, um, like, I'm married. I can't do this. Which is right. what you're supposed to say, kids. Right, right. Out Thanks. there in radio land. The more you know. Um, <laughs> so then we, uh, we move to the next scene. Where uh, the doctor uh, is sitting and watching TV, uh, Joan's, Joan's husband, the doctor. A couple of beer bottles in front of him, not happy. Not, not a happy look on his face, indeed. Uh, Joan comes in from her day probably at the store uh, and says, uh, hey, how'd the, uh, how'd the interview go? And he's like, it didn't go well. And she's like, oh, come on. And he's like, no, Joan, you weren't there. You don't understand. Then he throws himself onto the ground and has a fit. No, he thinks, John, please. Uh, he, uh, he says, he, he, does, he does have have a fit. There was no throwing to the ground. Uh, but, uh, he says, you don't know what it's like to want something so bad and, and, and lose it and not be able to get it. And you can just see Joan's like, honestly, Dick, really, you're going to do that? Like, of course. I mean, Joan, Joan has, Joan has had hopes and she's put all her hopes in this good for nothing loser of a dude. Right. So she's like, she's had it. She reaches around to the table, grabs like a, uh, a uh, porcelain vase, and literally breaks it on the back of his head. That was fantastic. And I can tell you, uh, sitting crazy. here with Kate watching it, there were cheer, there were there were there were audible cheers from both of us. That was fantastic. It was one, and that's what you love about Joan. Like she's just not going to take this man, right? And Joan she shouldn't. Jo- no, as as she shouldn't. But you wouldn't see Betty doing that. No, no, you, no, you wouldn't. Uh, no. Joan is a spitfire. Oh, I wouldn't, great. and I think in a fight, Joan's got him. Oh, the the doctor? Yeah, straight up, straight up fist fight. I got my money on Joan. I'm with you there. There enough. But then we we move on um, back to the actually back to the office the next day. Uh, back to kind of the advertising part of it. They're having a focus group for this uh, for Annabelle's dog food. Um, uh, it doesn't go well once they find out the name. And she gets upset. She's like, I know people don't like it. 
but uh, you know that's your job. Make it better. And Don is very straightforward. He's like, look, you change the name, everything's fine. You've got a good product, right? Just change the name. And uh, you know, and, and she 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 also throws a little bit of a fit. And Roger backs up Don, saying, look, you know, the name's done. It's not fair, but this is what has to be done. Yeah. And um, and then she takes it personally, saying, Roger, did you, you know, are you just trying to hurt me? Well, you know, this she, is well, she storms out of the room. Roger right. follows her, and yeah, she's like, you're right. just trying to hurt me. Roger's like, I'm it's, not. And see, it was like this scene where I really thought it was just all about getting this guy more FaceTime. He was like, well, you want to know if, uh, you know, you want to know if it was if it was a great time? It was. If you broke my heart, obviously. I mean, it just seemed like it was so, um, like, the, uh, like they were reading for, you know, the stage or something. Ah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, then let's move on. And then, and, and then so... So she just says, you know, because she says, oh, you were the one. And he goes, you weren't. And she goes, goodbye. You know, like, she's, we'll never see her again. You know, this was a one-episode thing with her. I don't know, man. I, I do. I mean, that's it. All right. So uh, next thing you see, I believe it's, uh, is it early morning or it must be? It must be no, evening. no. No, it's evening. Yeah, it's, it's evening. evening. And um, Don and the teacher are in, her, in his car uh, because Betty's going to be gone all week. Uh, they've decided to take a little trip together because, you know, kind of calm her down, get her back on his side kind of thing. Right. And uh, Don's like, they're parked outside Don's house, and they're like, he's like, I'm going to run in and get some stuff. I'll be right back. So, I mean, this is where people, if, if you've seen the show, if you've seen this episode, or if you haven't, this is where the excitement starts to build, you know? Oh, this Don, was great. No, number one. Don't ever bring, don't even tell teacher where you live. That's number one. But anyway, he walks into the house, he sets down his hat, and all of a sudden, daddy, daddy, little Sally Draper runs up to him. He is stunned. The look on his face is pure, oh shit, John. Pure. Oh, John, uh, do you have your mic? Is it okay? Yeah, why? He's a little fumbling around. No, I'm not touching the mic. Be careful. All right. Just for our listeners, listeners, that's me watching out for you. And they appreciate it as much as I do. So uh, much like John, when I just confronted him on the mic, the look on Don's face is pure terror. I love how he tried to slide out. He's he like, did. He's like, Salamander, hang on a second. I'll be right back. And then, and then Bobby and, and Betty come in and he goes, I left my hat in the car. I know it. I know it. And Betty's like, you'll get it later. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, "I got to show you something." Brings him into the 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 den, put and tells him to open the drawer that's locked. And Don's, you know, it's it's starting to go downhill for Don. You can see on his face, uh, this is not good. And he and tries. I, and I'd like to say, I'd like to say something right now. So John Hamm, I'd always who was who plays Don Draper. I felt as always, you know, just kind of been playing off the whole Don Draper mystique. But I'm going to tell you right now, this guy should get like uh, uh, an Emmy for this. I mean, you, just you the think way so. his, I feel like his like it, it's almost like you know, like when someone's healthy, uh, their face is not full, but you know, like your your face is normal, and when something horrible happens, like just you know, your face hollows out. Okay. And I gotta say, like his, he just he, he he deflated. Like Don just deflated when this happened. 
That's true. And and I got it, John Hamm. I mean, he he nailed it. I mean, it literally looks like someone punched him in the stomach when he wasn't looking. Well, and and I think I think it's great the way it builds, you know, because in the in the previous episode, Betty had the box out, you know, and, and here it's mm-hmm. still locked. You know, the drawer is not only closed but locked. And she's like, open it. Then she pulls out the key, you know, and she's like, you left it in your bathrobe. Open it. And and he he he. I like how he goes through the stages. You know, he he denied. You know, yeah. he denied first. She's like, these are my things. This is private. And she's like, open it. He goes, no. And she, you know, she says, I know, or you know, I know what's in there. And he kind of just, he, he does, he deflates, his arm falls. And she opens up the drawer and takes out the box. And it's, it's amazing. It's almost like, a, you know, a tragedy that happens where you're, you go through those different phases of uh, grief. You know, he denied first. Um, and then, then he got uh, angry when, when he's like, why did you have to know? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, he, um, then he became sorrowful. Uh, it was it was really just fantastic. So then uh, they go downstairs, and I got to say, what even add what what adds to this this all this buildup and the scene is the whole time you're like the teacher's in the car. I know, man. I know. What's what? he gonna do? Is it like he's? But it, what amazes me is, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, but throughout the entire thing, and this is like the last what uh, 10, 15 minutes of the episode. Yes. Yeah, fifteen minutes of this episode uh, is devoted to just this this scene, pretty much. Um, he never goes. I mean, he completely forgets her. Yep, completely. And I don't know if it's and and what 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 I don't know is if if it's if it's so much that he actively forgets she's there, or if he just gets to the point where he's like, I don't care. I don't no, care. No, I think he just forgets that she's there because he does not. I mean, he doesn't glance towards the door. You know, I mean, it was. Complete- I mean, and he goes to bed. I mean, because yeah. So, so what happens is, you know, they go down to the kitchen, they talk about it. The baby cries. Uh, Betty goes to uh, to help the baby. Don goes upstairs, and they sit in the bedroom. And that's when, uh, that's when Don really starts to explain everything to her. Everything up to that point is more. Uh, it is more so like you've lied to me, you've kept this from me. I'm sorry. What was I supposed to do? It was all kind of that kind of thing. Right. But the real explanation from Don to Betty really happens uh, here. Uh, right. And uh, uh, Don starts to talk about uh, his parents, uh, his stepfather, and then finally uh, his brother, the brother that came to was half brother. Uh, that came to see him in New York, who he denied, uh, you know, uh, his whole identity to, and then he ends up hanging himself. And at that point, uh, something you think you'd never see, Don Draper break down and and cry. And it was a, it was a, I mean, as for like you said, Emmy. I mean, it was a great breakdown. You you felt like this guy had just, you know, had his whole world crumble. And I think I think it's partly. I think partly the emotion is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's this, it's, it's part, like, all this stuff is really sad, and then it's part, like, I'm telling you this stuff that's almost, it's kind of embarrassing to me, and then it's got to be also part 
just uh, getting caught. No, just like almost vomiting this information. Well, and but that's the thing. Even when he's vomiting the information, he's not completely honest. You know, um, he's explaining about the whole name thing, and he's like, "The military made a mistake." They didn't make a mistake. He took the dog tags off a faceless person and put them on himself. Oh no, I don't know about that. He, they, they, they never said that. I mean, it could. I think they both got hurt at the same time. No, it's in an episode. You see it. You do. It is, yes, it's in one of the episodes in the earlier seasons. Oh, it's a it's a flashback. There's an accident. The the real Donald Draper has his face blown off, complete. And they show this. It's a little gruesome. His face is blown off, and 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 John Hamm, Don Draper, takes the dog tags off the faceless corpse and puts them on himself. Ah. Oh. So I mean, that, it was no mistake. I see. Well, I mean, I don't think uh, you would. I mean, I would lie about that. Oh yeah, to get out of there. And, well, you know. no. Well, both that and I would lie to someone that, like, what are you supposed to say? Hi, I'm a heartless bastard. I steal dog tags off uh, dead men who have no face. Well, but I mean, at that point, what's well? That's true because you know he. I mean, he, that makes you sound like kind of a psycho, John. Well, it, you know, but what I thought was crazy is you know he's talking about how his brother killed himself and he's all remorseful and Betty's like you know I'm sorry I really am you know how sorry would Betty be if she knew that the mistress was out in the car a block away. Fair enough. Man. Ah, I'm exhausted just talking about this. But I thought it was handled great. I mean, it was it was a great, you know, great scene. You knew it was going to come sooner or later as soon as the, the whole, you know, as soon as the show started a couple of years ago. You knew this, this day would come and it was... Well, yeah, you knew this day would come, but I mean, now what? That's all I kept thinking is now what? Oh, I, don't, I, think, that, I think there's a lot. I mean, you know, but you, I mean, think about what 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 a uh, like. Uh, there's this. It, it's this. This was always like this underground driver. You know what I mean? Right. Like you always had this to write around. Right. You know, and it was such a big thing. I mean, it was such a big part of why Don acts the way he does, and you know, maybe why his marriage is the way it is. I just feel like this is one of those things that after, you know, it's like it's like if Ross and Rachel get together, what are we going to do? I see. So you, you think this is where Mad Men jumps the shark? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just I just know that if I if I was writing it and I let's not forget I'm a simpleton, uh, I would kind of feel like, you know, that's my stuff. But there's, I mean, that's what I like about the show is it's so complex. Yeah, Don's a huge part, but there's a lot of stuff. There are a lot uh, of different storylines. You're, you're right. You know, I mean, Peggy's storyline has completely fallen off. Like, we haven't seen the priest or her family for weeks. Also, uh, uh, Ray P. P. Campbell, Campbell hasn't been around. P. Campbell hasn't been around. You always got those doofuses with uh, Crane and uh, Kinsey. We, I, you know, I still am holding out hope that we might see Sal. That's true. Uh, at some point, uh, you know, Joan, they've been able to bring back in a couple times. You're right. And, you're right. And actually, we get, you know, we get back to Joan we before do. the episode ends. Uh, Roger makes a nice, you know, friendly phone call to one of his compadres saying, hey, there's this great girl who could really whip your office into shape. You know, keep her in mind. Yeah. And then it goes right to her, <laughs> her terrible husband 
saying that he's joined the military. Genius. I want to say his her boy genius husband comes home all happy with some flowers and says, you know, I'm really sorry, blah, 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 but I figured it out, man. It's so clear to me. I don't know I've why I didn't it. see it sooner. <laughs> I joined the Army. Listen, folks, if you're, if you're ever having a tough time and you don't know what to do, joining the Army is not the answer to anything. That's especially, right. John, especially if this Vietnam thing is still going on. Oh, I know. I thought that was really funny. Kate and I were like, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, pretty I mean, much. And let's not forget, thanks, Vietnam, for doing a favor for Joan. I don't. I don't think you can thank Vietnam. <laughs> All right, maybe that was off color. But anyway, uh, on. you you know what well, you know. Right, right there is another uh, another uh, episode, uh, uh, well, half an episode worth of storyline. Yeah, and then so after we find that out, we see Don, um, you know, get up from his exhausting night of reveal, mm-hmm. go to work, and the first thing he does, you know, make a phone call to teacher. Um, to say, you know, look, it's... Uh, and actually, he didn't really say it's over. He just said he, you know, can't do this right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think a big thing was when, you know, when she said, are you okay? You know, that kind of just completely solidified why he is so into her. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's like, only you, only you would ask about me. You this know? is true. This is true. And then she did ask, you know, if her job's okay. And he said, yeah. He's like, you know, n- there's no trouble. It's just I can't do this right now. And I got to hand it to you. Or I got to say it. I, I mean, uh, uh, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, John. I was expecting her to go full out balls crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was expecting phones and toasters thrown against the wall. Toasters. unplugged and, and slid across <laughs> the room. But no, she was like, she was, she, I mean, she cried. But who wouldn't? Uh, but she handled it very well. Now, does this mean it's going to continue uh, to be handled that well? I don't think so. We don't know. I mean, if you go and find the guy on the train platform once, you can certainly do it again. Well, and he's, you know, he, he's going to bring the kids by, you know, to school or pick them up sometimes. Oh, yeah. Just to see her. Uh, so, no, I don't think this is over. Not in the By least. any stretch. Not in the but, least. But, uh, you know, but I thought it was a—I thought it was a real great ending to the episode. You know, when he comes home and there's, you know, a little bit of a reconciliation that you know, no, we're not going to be split up for the evening. We're going to stay together. Yeah. Uh, according to Betty, um, and so they go out, they trick or treat, and it was just such a great last line. Yeah. You know, the guy opens the door. He's like a gypsy and a hobo, and he looks at Don and he says, "Who are you supposed to be?" I just thought that was, and then it cuts the music. Just a great, great ending. It was. I don't know if you remember, uh, but for some reason, uh, Matt Weiner uh, has a has a hobo fixation because in episode in uh, season one, there's an episode called The Hobo Code. Right, right, but that was a whole different thing. I, maybe, uh, maybe he likes hobos. I don't know. Two episodes out of uh, thirty nine. I don't think it's a fixation. Have you written any episodes about hobos, John? One. Fixation, then. He's written two. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so so there's two episodes left uh, in this season. Right, and it's, it's Halloween, which means that the, the day after this episode ended is November of 1963. So, so we both know what's coming. Oh. Oh, my. 
Do you, do you think he's going to blow it uh, in the next episode? Well, you, is this is next episode the last one? No, there's two. So you, that's what I'm saying. Is he going to hold out? I mean, here's the thing, John. You can do you can do two things, right? Yeah. You can have the assass- the Kennedy assassination in the next episode, and then have your last episode like this aftermath episode. You know. That's true. That might not because if you do the assassination the last episode, that's a lot to, you know, leave out there. Exactly, uh, that's a lot to happen in uh, all in one episode. Right. No, uh, maybe. Although they they do get through a lot of story in each episode. Right. Right. Uh, but I mean, I, it it could foreseeably be the next episode. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see. If not, if not the next episode, it'll certainly be the season finale. Right, right. There's no way we finish off the season without seeing it. Oh, this is crazy. I don't even know what to do. I can't... Kate and I were talking. We can't believe there's only two episodes left, John. Well, I, I think they'll go on to season four. You think so? Well, no, I, yeah. Well, no, they, they've already got season four locked down. But I'm just like, man, this, this season, the season of Mad Men episodes has gone awake. But it's been great. I mean, it really has. It's been so much fun to watch, and I, I can't wait for, you know, this week's episode. Oh, you know what? I've been I've been numbering our episodes wrong, John. Now, do you do you watch the the teaser? I, I got to say, I don't do that. I don't go online and, and look at the. I don't. Uh, I just watch the one right after the episode. Right, which, which is never, enough for me. Which never helps. No, I don't it's think, uh, it's completely worthless. As yeah, it, it's, as it should be. As it should be. You know, I mean, so. what's the point? Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's been great. I, I really can't wait. It's it's been a really exciting season. Let's see. So uh, with the the last the last season ended uh, uh, around this time uh, in two thousand eight. It ended uh, ten nineteen two thousand eight, and then it's then then this, it starts back up uh, July in July. No, it started started back up in August. Yep. Ah, uh, that means I gotta wait till August for more Mad Men. That's right. John, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, you can do it, and you know how you can do it. Tell me. By you and I making up for lost time and podcasting the first two seasons. Oh, good God. That's backwards. We could. We could that's, that's something we could think about. I mean, but speaking of podcasts and speaking of seasons and speaking of Mad Men, if you're listening to the show right now, we would encourage you, both John and I, to uh, go to our iTunes page and write a little review. We love the reviews. John certainly does. Especially the good ones. So far, so good. Uh, especially if you don't know us. So friends and family, just go ahead and give me a call and tell me I'm not funny. But for, the, <laughs> but for those of you that don't know us personally, go to, the, uh, go to the page and write us a review. Let us know how we're doing because we certainly do take them into account. Absolutely. Well, John, I'm going to call it. Um, I'm going to call it at thirty-seven minutes. We're almost there. Hey, it was a great episode. I can't wait till the next one, man. I, I can't either. All right. Well, until then. All right, man. Have a good Bye. night.